Why do you warlocks like to float around everywhere? You can jump sometimes, you know. Welcome to the Manadrone Podcast. Ooh, you're a moo. We need Josh accidentally opened the can, so here. Can they hear that? Yeah, I think they can. Yeah. You can, but yours sounds like crap. Like that's better. Yeah. This is a shaker bottle. This is a real man shaker bottle, not that little dinky G Fuel crap. Oh, how dare you, sir? How dare you? No, what is that? What is that symbol? It's Faz Clan. Oh, FaZe Clan. Yeah, yeah, I literally got um it was like part of that like little bundles of you get random samples and I was like, man, I would I would rather just buy the like the random sample packs of G Fuel and kind of see what flavors I really like first. Hmm. And then I was like, oh, this one's gross. This one's amazing. And like, and I want this one so badly. Mm. Yeah. So, I mean, like, that's what I did. And I came with, it came with a cup. Ah. So I picked that one that was left that they had left over. So I picked that one. I have eight of those. Damn. <laughs> Tiny Tina's Diablo. Oh, and then I've right, got, yeah. I have like six unopened boxes that came with separate shakers. Oh, cool. Okay. That's right. You bought the bundle pack. That's I right. bought a ton when they went on sale. I won't need G Fuel for the next like three years. No, I was going to say you don't. I have four. I have the boysenberry. I have star fruit. I have that one that tastes like fruity pebbles. Ugh, and then crams. Oh, dude, I love I that, like that one. I love that one. It's better than scorpion sting. I'll give it that. Oh, he liked scorpion yeah. sting over here. Oh, yeah. And then um, what else did I get? Um, I got the Battletoad one, the lime, the lemon lime thing, yeah. which was really good. Yep. We 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 go. It was very 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 good. And before I forget, I am Adam. I'm Josh. I'm Andrew. There you go. Nice little delay there, Andrew. Good job. Ooh. Yeah, you're listening to Manaluge. 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 Is that a, a European podcast? Yep. Okay. Yeah. Are we gonna have to drive in the wrong way? Pepe the Frog is gonna be on a little bit. Okay. Oh man, dude, I'm kind of worried because I'm I'm. I'd freak out driving the wrong way. I don't know. I've, seen, the pe- road. I've seen people do it and they don't care. Dude. My one time, my first time driving with like the instructor for like Driver's Ed, it was like one second, like, oh, I'm past someone. And I was like, okay, I'll pass this person. And I looked at it and I was like, look at me. I'm British as I drive by them. <laughs> and I guarantee you they were probably just paused and confused all the entire day of like, why did someone say that to me? Huh. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe, maybe. I don't know. Did you just, like, stop, like, pull up right beside their car and be like, pardon me, do you have any grape poupon? I should have. <laughs> I should have. I did have to go through the drive-thru. That is a Wayne's World reference to a commercial that was out in 1992, kids. Hey, I still say that all the time when I st- I, when I buy grape poupon. I never buy it. So I, I do. I wouldn't know. Sandwiches. Delicious. Oh. Delicious. Anyone has been any playing, playing new-wise? Andrew? Anyone? Anything? How are you, how are you doing in the near series? Uh, I've took a break on that. Okay, what are you playing then right now then? Uh, let's see here. I went back to Guild Wars 2 a little bit. For real? Why? Uh, my friends have been playing a little bit. Oh, okay. I didn't know if, like, there was a reason. If you're like, you're like I hate you, World of Warcraft, I'm, I'm back on this kicker. I mean, I've always hated World of Warcraft, so I still hate World well, of Warcraft. Well, I mean, I hated World of Warcraft after the rise of the Bitch King, or as everyone else calls it in China, the Box King. I mean, I hated World of Warcraft after... Quite a while ago. Okay. Honestly, towards Cataclysm is where I started getting a ton of disdain. It's them. it's right after the rise of the Witch King. Where I looked at myself and I was just like, "Wow, I really don't like being treated like crap 
and gain nonstop hate from certain people. But you're the healer. Exactly. Get the heals. Exactly. <laughs> like, why are you pulling aggro? I'm like, I don't know what you mean, you douche. It's your fault. You're the tank. You're not doing your job. Hint some buttons. Yes, it's like, I'm trying to heal you. Not even Jesus could res you. Okay, this many people. I'm sorry. But that, that was when I kind of just looked at myself and I looked at my friend Catelyn. I was like, we started this guild and this guild got taken over by a bunch of weird radicals. And I was just like, I don't want to play anymore. But uh... I don't want to play. And I just said, screw it. I'm done. And then you told me about Guild Wars 2 and that's all she wrote. Mm. Which I prefer Guild Wars 2 over any of the MMOs that like standard wise. Like, what did, like, like what about you with the Guild Wars? Which, which character did you actually run? What are you running? I mean, thief. Uh, that sounds big about surprise. That's not really core, core thief or right, are you doing any, any elite? Oh, daredevil. Oh, okay, daredevil. cool. That was daredevil. I tried a little bit of dead eye. Dead eye seems busted for just DPS, which is really nice. It's easy, simple yep. rotation. But daredevil is just doing open world stuff. Has been. Generally... What do you think of Spectre? Haven't gone there yet. Spectre's a little weird. The Bond, it's a the, the, yeah. the secret yeah, organization weird. for James Bond. They're in the Guild Wars too. Yeah, man, they had their hands in everything. They had their hands in everything. Yeah, actually, my <laughs> friend plays Spectre a lot. It's actually really good, from what I can tell, for support thief. But yeah. uh, I didn't play thief to pick a support. So uh, right. no, I'm not doing that. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to wield the gun and the staff. Thank you. Actually, been a lot of fun though. Uh, Daredevil is surprisingly a lot of fun. Yep. The, the biggest thing that was keeping me from going back to the game for the longest time was the story, because it's like, man, I gotta get all the stuff for the story, and then, like, the story's not even long. It really it surprised Really? You know, like, so the base game for Guild Wars 2, that story is incredibly long. If you do that from... Oh, the original OG for yeah, Guild Wars 2 story, it takes, a, story, it, it, it takes a while, yeah. It takes a lot of time to do that, but and if you go do Heart of Thorns story, like, if we cut out the bullshit for getting the masteries and such to actually progress the story, you can probably do, like, Heart of Thorns in a day really? if you skip cutscenes and like same yeah. thing for Path of Fire you could do all that story in like a pa day Path of Fire I think I took my time with it when I was off work last year and it took me maybe a week yeah but yeah. I was also following the story and watching the cutscenes and stuff yeah I did too and the, the story for Path of Fire was fine yeah. it, and Heart of Thorns was whatever I still don't know really what happened or honestly oh it's what's the what's the plant race the Silvari or yeah Sil Safari people, Scarlet did yes. thing. Lesbians kissed. Uh, dragon is the thing now. Go rescue baby dragon. Okay. Oh, no, because the one dragon, like, the, you were... Mordrum. Those the, that race was actually supposed to be bad. Mm. Yeah, but Mordrum... There's a, actually a dragon that is a, like, them. We killed him, then we killed some plant guy I think we were supposed to give a shit about. Yeah. I didn't. I didn't. So, I don't know what happened there, but we killed him, so people are saved, I think, yay. Uh, then we went to Path of Fire. Balthazar, bad now, because, yes, and he always been bad. Ritlock, big, dumb, dumb idiot. <laughs> fucking dumbass character. Praise Joko. Like, leg like, <laughs> like, legitimately... That's all I, I remember. Like, legitimately, I don't understand Ritlock's character. Like, there are characters that are written, like, dumb. Like, I get that. Like, it's okay to have a character you write as dumb, but Ritlock's level of, like, stupidity reaches ridiculous heights. What was the name of the main dragon for that expansion? I can't remember. I don't know. I all I remember is there's a frost dragon in the original OG um, that Guild Wars 2. There is that like weird shadow crystal one. Yeah. And, then, there, and uh, then there's a zombie one. Yeah, but like... Jormag? Mm. No, Zartan. No, Jormag was the frost dragon. Oh, yeah. okay, yeah, because they were messing with the Nords. But oh. like... 
Ritlock in Path of Fire is like, I go into Mist to get the human sword, which is right. mine. By the way, guys, this is my sword. I found this. I pried it from the human's dead hands. It's my sword now, Smile. I have a non-aggression pact with humans. But by the way, Char are still better, just so you know. Ritlock, why are you still wielding their fucking sword? Like, stop that. <laughs> oh, the flame of it went out when I dropped it into the mist. I'm in the mist now. Oh, damn. What do I do? Mysterious stranger, I can light your sword for you. Ritlock, I'm not going to question anything what's going on right now or who this person is or why they can light the fire of this sword. Please do it. Okay. <laughs> By the way, you can go back to Tyria now. Thanks. Uh, who are you again? Don't think. worry about it. Okay. Ritlock goes back to Tyria. Wait a minute. Holy shit. That was Balthazar. I freed him from the mist, guys. It's my fault. You fucking what? Did you not just be like, this off? The stranger's offering me this. Maybe I should just not do that. <laughs> no, no, of course not. Like I don't understand his character. Like legitimately, like that is the plot. That is actually the plot of why Balthazar escapes the mists. That's insane. It is huh. literally just because Ritlock's a dumbass. Oh, like, legitimately. Okay. Like I love him. I love the char, but like, my guy. Stop taking candy from strangers. It's not a good idea. Like, why did you do that? I, I was so baffled by that when it happened that I just was in my Discord going on a tirade about that. They're like, yeah, he's kind of a dumbass. I'm like, kind of a dumbass. <laughs> okay. All right. That's the story. And then we beat up Balthazar and then baby dragon become powerful and stop big dragon. But then big, I remember that but, dragon. But then big dragon get angry. And now I think that's something going to happen in story. And I beat Path of Fire. That was like three hours of my time. I don't know. I couldn't tell you shit about the story in Guild Wars 2. Like legitimately, I don't know what the fuck's going on with the story about that game. Uh, but it's pretty and the yep. gameplay's fun. So, yeah, Guild Wars 2. Uh, it's a game out of game. Go play it. That's my no. review. That's my official <laughs> I am done with Guild Wars. Yeah. I am never going you know back to that what game. game. You know what game I actually went back and I was actually shocked and surprised by like how it it was a vast improvement what? was Battlefield 2042. It's on they're on their season 3 right now. And I I'm got like, that game for free this week. Yeah. On PlayStation. They yeah, I have it, it I have free. it on it's on EA Play now. Uh. So it's like, okay. Oh, so I would have that then. Right? Do, yes. do I have EA Play if I have Ultimate? Yes. Okay. Again, another good reason why to have Game Pass. Sure. I was like, I'll give it a try. And I was, I was playing with my one friends. You can actually talk to your friends now. You didn't have that problems on the original OG. When the first one it came out, it struggled to have, you know, like open communication. The bugs are gone. It works a hundred times better. And I'm having a blast. Is there a story in that one or is there no story? There is no story. This is no only campaign. multiplayer okay. only, which is kind of bummed out because we were kind of excited for the idea because this takes place before the, the the battlefield four like and then in between the battle what was it um the futuristic one with the max oh yeah i don't remember what the name i of that played one was. the crap out of that at my friend's place i dirked around with it when i was like that was generally a blast for me it was like what 2142 yeah yeah i love playing with the max I, and i love invading the ships I, I messed with the the single player mode with like bots when i first moved out of my first roommate's place in 2007 i think but i didn't really stick with it that long but no like single player is boring in that because, game because like my one friend was like no adam it works and i'm like what do you mean by it works like adam like all the bugs remember how you would get in tanks and then the screen would just go haywire i saw that 
it's that gone. Messed up. It was gone. Oh, that's right. You watched yeah, me play the I first time. You. you showed me that, and I was yeah. like, "What the hell is going on with this?" You were like, "Hey, how, like, why don't you get in this tank, Adam, and shoot this planet shooting at you, or the helicopter? I think it was." And I was like, "I'll show you why." And you're like, "Yeah, that would give me a headache." I'm like, yeah, yeah. It, it it gives me a royal headache, and it's kind of shocking how like much improvement that they have made with this game to where it's worthwhile actually playing now. Halo 343 Studios is trying their damsets to try to get it to work good, but I think just so many people have gotten burned by 343 Studios that, like, there's more people playing 2042 than there are playing Halo. Mm. I mean, a lot of people were saying, if you bring back and make a DLC for a story campaign, we'll play it. Sure. You know, and that's why I kind of think what they're going to have to do is to really roll out a better season pass and then most likely a story campaign but if people aren't doing the multiplayer in halo infinite then why would they even waste their time with a season pass exactly because the the season season pass is like is an absolute was a colossic just uh, drop the ball like no one wants this crap Mm. I mean, there are sometimes season pass that can work, and there's passes that don't. 343 Studios' um, pass when it first came out was bad. <laughs> Horrible grinding, hardly we were able to do certain things. There were multiple times where, like, you need to do this mission on this. Well, okay, I am not doing this. I'm doing kill confirm. No, no, well, not, not kill confirm, but um, team deathmatch, and I need to do control. And you're not giving me control, so what do you want from me? Hmm. It just, it was aggravating. It was just not really smart. I heard that there are major improvements, and I i might just hop on this week just to try it out and see how things are going with the Halo Infinite. But hmm. the rumor is uh, that, unfortunately, 343 Studios will continue to have the, the Halo projects, which really frustrates me. Even and, after the merger, or the, the buyout, or merger, or whatever the hell this is? Well, no, um, hey, but, um, 343 Studios took over after Bungie left, and they've been the Halo since Halo 4. They've but, been making... But, but isn't, like, this, the, isn't, like, ultimate control up to Microsoft for that series? I strongly, and that's what the... Well, like, if Microsoft wanted, couldn't they just, like, take the series back for themselves? Well, say, 343 here, here. Studios is a Microsoft-owned company. So I'm so like couldn't couldn't they just like dump three four three and say all right I now think, somebody else is a I think they should yeah. I honestly think they should mm. because now there's rumors of like well Halo Infinite story campaign was fantastic and got great reviews its multiplayer is good but the season pass was terrible and a lot of people were upset by the Halo Infinite story of like a massive time gap and then not really explaining stuff properly. Mm. And so most likely they want to reset Halo. They want to start over from scratch again. That's the rumor. And I don't know how I feel about that. How the hell would that even work? I can see people wanting to like reboot movies, but rebooting a video game. My one friend was saying like, well, hear me out, Adam. What if you play as John when he's younger and you're because the harvest was the very first plant that got attacked by the Covenant. And it was a, I think, five-year war of just them trying their best just to withstand the Covenant forces to the point where, like, half the planet was glassed mm. on Harvest. And the Earth, well the, well, the Human Federation, the UNC, was doing their damnedest just to try to hold them off. Mm. I, I don't know. I'm just thinking I'm actually, like, 
I realized I could actually correct myself in terms of like my skepticism and redoing a video game because the first thing that popped into my head after I just said that was Perfect Dark. Because mm-hmm. they rebooted Perfect Dark. Oh, Perfect, it was terrible. Perfect, no, I liked Perfect Dark Zero. I was one of the few people that actually enjoyed that game. I, I it had, wasn't great, but I actually liked it. I, I think if they were to bring that game back to that's, that's something I would like to see. Or, or uh, the, the Tomb Raider series. Like, they did an excellent job rebooting Tomb Raider. Yeah, but I mean, like, everyone would just be like, well, my one friend was like, what would you do? Then I was like, well, I mean, you can easily have them not have Cortana unless you don't want, you know, unless you want to try to do the Cortana thing. But you could have John as a young Spartan battling the Covenant when the war just starts, you know, when he becomes, a you know, Spartan 117. So, could they do it? Yes. Do I trust them? No. No. I don't. 343 Studios has burned me so many I, times. I'm just thinking if it's a prequel to Halo, though, would, this, would the game still be called Halo if it's before Halo Ring? I don't know. And that's or whatever. But original, the original Halo was actually not the, the ring itself. It was actually supposed to be an allegory for, like, you know, like, Hell, you know, like them or um, drop being dropped in from a planet, you know, like from space. An, or- an orbital dropship? Yeah. Type of thing? Kind of like, oh. yeah, but that's what Halo actually would stand for. It, it was like, oh. it was actually an allegory for Then they called it Halo with the Ring. Mm. But yeah, because originally, I don't know if you remember this, but it was supposed to be an RTS. Halo. They or, did make one, Halo Wars. Yeah, but originally, the very first Halo was supposed to be an RTS. Oh, I did not know it that. It was shown off on the Mac. And, on Mac. Weird. Remember, didn't you, don't you remember that? No. It was Apple who had it. They flipped out too when, you know, they were showing early stuff with it, and then Microsoft was like, "Well, Halo's ours now." And then people for, on Apple were like fuming. When Halo released, I think I was pretty deep into like PlayStation only stuff. I still remember working at Toys R Us when, um, no, no, I, I wasn't working at Toys R Us originally. Uh, when Halo came out, I think 2002? It would have been like 2002 to to November of 2002, maybe? It was November. I think November 9th. Something like that. But pretty much when I got that, I bought the special edition console Mm. with the Halo on it, which I still own. It's in a storage unit downstairs, which I want to make a display soon and have like certain all my old consoles just there to kind of show off like of huh. like you know, like the Wii U, the Wii, the Switch, you know, the Switch, yeah, and so on and so on. And they upgraded, but I just, I just can't. Now it makes me want to go out and buy a PlayStation One and Two just to, so I can do the same. Thing I have my PS One. I still I, have I my PS Two still. I don't have a PS One or Two. I have a Three, Four, and Five. I learned my lesson after I bought the N Six when I I sold my N Sixty Four. I straight up learned my lesson. Nope. When I bought my PlayStation Four, that's when I said, "All right, no more trading in games ever." You will keep oh, I, I I heard I got so angry after I because I all I needed it was like an extra seventy five dollars and my mom's like oh you could trade this all in and get extra money and get a game with it and I looked at her I was like I don't think you know how this world works mother so I went I remember going to what was it it wasn't Game Spot originally it was Game oh uh, EB Games yeah EB Games and I just electronic remember, boutique I remember I had to pay twenty five dollars still and my mom was like shocked and blank you know just like I well can't. yeah when they give you two dollars for a game that's worth yeah 30. I ju- I just don't do that anymore like I will keep them I, yeah. I, if worst comes to worst I'm like oh Andrew really wants to play this early PS two game well congratulations Christmas gift or yeah. a birthday gift you know right. I'd rather do that and then try training and I'll give you thirty cents for it or eat my dick. Or if it's a game that you buy and you find out you really don't like, then mm-hmm. you could trade it in instead of, oh, well, I guess it's stuck on my digital. 
yeah. know, account forever. No, yeah, I know. But I mean, overall, though, it's just like that's just my worry right now. And I, I'm, I'm sorry, but like I generally think 343 Studios has got to be just taken away from like being in control. I think mm. they need to have another like top A developer from another one of their places that they have. And that's why I kind of would really love if when Act- the Activision merger does happen, which it's going to now, I guarantee it will. I wonder I wonder if Remedy would ever actually have a good sh- like take a take a shot at a multiplayer competitive shooter. I, don't know. I wonder if Remedy could pull off something like that. You know, they're, they're story driven. They did Alan Wake. And that's what I'm control. saying. Like, that's what I want. I want someone to help because I'm sorry. I think out of all the Halos I played, Halo 5 story campaign was the worst. Mm. The worst. It's ads. What a crock of lies. Hmm. You saw Master Chief in weird robes with a helmet cracked. You never had that in the game. Well, wasn't he fighting? I want to say Spartan Six. I don't know what the hell. No, like, Locke. Locke. That's what it was. What, sp- what, yeah. What was he like in certain terms of what kind of Spartan was he? He was a Spartan Four. Four. What is a Spartan Six? Why did that pop into my head? I I think you're thinking Noble Six. Noble Six. That's what it is. Yeah. That's from you know, uh, Halo. Uh, Josh is busy thinking right now. He'll figure it out eventually. Breach. Yeah, there you go. I, I had to think. I, I was, I was gonna pause. I was, like, I, was like, I was like, no, 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 don't I say it. I know what this is because me and you played through the whole campaign together. Yeah, but no, I just stood there looking at myself and I was just like, Halo Five. Still my favorite Halo out of everything. I, lo- I love Halo Reach. Halo Reach was one of my favorite story campaigns. But for multiplayer-wise, Halo 2 is my favorite, all times. Yeah, I hear, hear Halo 2 and 3 are the best. They, I think multiplayer-wise, yes, those two are just phenomenally... Just, they are just were perfect in every single way. Did, did you ever beat Halo Wars? Have you ever played through oh, the I played thing? both of them, yeah. Uh, I have both of them. I have, the, I have that special edition controller down there of uh, Halo Wars to help you with like, the speed of a controller w- with that. I still haven't bought mine yet. That might be upgrades that I do this year. Okay. It's a two hundred seventy dollar controller. Holy shit balls! Custom. It's gonna be green. Oh, green, that's right. You uh, want neon custom. green and black with my uh, alias engraved on it. That's that's cool. Like it's gonna be badass. That's gonna. That, that sounds cool. But it's very expensive. Yeah. But no, like I just remember a bunch of my friends like looking at each other like, man, dude, like the ads really lied to us on Halo Five. Mm. If you remember, there what was, was the Halo that you got into where you were buying a bunch of like. Uh, packs. Halo Five. Was it Halo Five? I wasn't buying packs. I was like getting the currency, and then I was just like saving up the currency and then buying like the the um the little packs the, that the way. Cards or whatever. Yeah, I wasn't. I didn't spend. Oh, for some reason I thought you said you spent like a hundred bucks on packs. No, I spent twenty five dollars one time because I got it for a, as a gift card when I was with my ex to buy uh, that, and that's what I used. Okay. Yeah, Halo Five was something like story campaign, which was just. I don't know. They tried re- changing up the formula, and it really didn't work. Hmm. And I really did not play in, like, um, I'd rather play Blue Team than Osiris, I think their their name was. Hmm. Buck was part of it, which was really cool, because I like Buck, because he's from ODST. My name is Buck, and I'm here to fuck. The guy from Firefly. Yes, yeah. Nathan Villian. No. 
I thought I thought Buck was Jane from uh, Adam Baldwin. No, that's that wasn't Buck. No, 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 no. The no. guy that was yelling about Vera, the gun. No, 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 no. no. That's what, another ODST. What, that that is Jane from Firefly. The yes, big. But all, what, what there's his name? there's three people from ODST that were from Firefly. Is it, is it Alan Tudyk? Is that his name? Yeah. The the pilot from Firefly. Yeah, he was the demolitionist, you know, and he was also a pilot too in the in the game. Wasn't one of the women from that show on? No, there? Battlestar Galactica. Oh, she was the Cylon. Starbuck? No, she oh. was the Cylon chick, the, the smoking hot blonde. I, I, so I've never well, actually... Well, that's the problem, too. The, 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 the Starbuck chick was also a smoking hot blonde. That's so. all I know about uh, that series. You should watch I've it. I've never actually seen Battlestar, I ever. I think the final season, the episode, how it ended, was kind of st- weird and stupid. So my, my question would be, if I don't like Star Trek... Am I gonna hate Battlestar? I think you'll like Battlestar. Because I'm, I'm more into Star Wars than I am into Star Trek. Then you will watch Battlestar Galactica. Farscape, I'm on the fence about. I love Farscape. Uh, Andromeda, I like it, but not love it. No, Andromeda's I think it's, kind of it's something that I can have in the background and watch, like, and I'll enjoy and it. And I've never seen The Expanse. I've seen like three episodes. It's so good. Just watch it. No, I'm I'm going through. Uh, what the hell was I watching? Oh, Karate Kid. Or not Karate Kid. Cobra Kai. I've been watching. No, Cobra no, Kai I, like I get crazy. You. That show's really freaking good. No, I think honestly, that and uh, Arcane and Edge Runners. No, you should actually give Battlestar Galactica an honest to god truth try. Hmm. Because if you love Star Wars, there it's like their ships called Vipers, hmm. and they are like a, f- a fusion of like almost like I can't believe it's not an X-wing, and kind of like a, f- a little weird body design of like uh, what's the best way the Snowspeeder. Oh, so kind it has of like three a- engines. It has three engines. They they have missiles. They have like standard gunfire yeah it's in the battleship itself is pretty cool and they have space battles oh, my big thing with star wars i like the jedi stuff there's no jedi stuff G- in this give one. me laser swords and force powers but there is a character who becomes an allegory of like uh, a messiah almost like jesus or moses kind of situation really yes it's a redemption story for this guy oh and there's a part where he's like i honestly don't know something and he actually points and he was correct and he um What's the one Cylon chick that says that she's embedded in his brain? And so she's constantly talking to him. And he'll sometimes, like, have arguments and people will think he's crazy. Sort of like Master Chief and Cartana. Yes, yes. Yeah. But it, it's, there's nothing in his head. It's, uh, right. So essentially, is he, is that actually God? Because the Cylons believe in God. Huh. Yes. The Cylons believe in God. Hmm. It's really weird. And they believe in the Greek gods mm. and stuff like that. So it's kind of cool. Um, season two is my favorite. Of the show? Yes, oh. because become, they actually get two ships. One is the Battlestar Galactica and then the Pegasus. Huh. You should honestly look, watch the... There's a movie where it's the first Cylon War. Mm. And it shows the guy... Oh my goodness, what is his name? A, a Commander Amidala as the, a pilot and not... In control of the Battlestar Galactica and talks about the war. It's actually really good. Hmm. Yeah, maybe I'll you should it give it a. Tr- uh, you should just give maybe it. I a try. find it. Where the heck do you even stream that? It's from? on Hulu. Oh, is it on Hulu? It's on Hulu, and I have the entire box set. Ah. Uh. So I think I also have like the Pegasus movie. It's hmm. a mini series movie about some weird stuff. It's really good, and you should just give it a try if you like Star Wars. Did they ever make a Battlestar game? Yes, they did. Ah. There was a few. And if I'm correct, the one I, I still own was on the Xbox. This takes place during the beginning of, like, the early age of the Silent War, when mm. the robots, their first rebellion. 
So and is, it, is it like a space shooter? Like, what is it? It's like treated like Rogue Squadron. Oh, okay. Um, you, they have the original sta- um, standard Cylon um, ships, hmm. not the new ones, but the standard ones. Like, cause like the the sh- there these robots are actually piloting the ships, hmm. and the later series the robots are the ships. Huh. So they have their own brain network and everything. Sure. What the heck was the name of that plane movie? Was it like Firefox or something where like the pilots were able to like telep or like control the the, the, oh the planes my. with their brains? I don't know which movie you're talking about. I think about. it came out in like the early 90s maybe? No, early 2000. Was it early 2000? It was early 2000. I don't remember. Because the movies that came out in the, um, the early 90s was that one about like a kid flying an F-16. I can't think of its name right now. I wanted to say I, I keep wanting to say Firefox or like Fox Fire Fox something. No, maybe I don't know. No, Jamie Fox is in it. What the? The comedian? Yes, he's a pilot. That's messed up. I didn't. And know what's that. her face from Blade Three, the one with the bow and arrow? Um, who is? I don't remember Blade Trinity. That movie, if I remember right, sucked. Oh, dude, Triple H was a terrible actor. Oh. Huh. And I was like, dude, you pretend to wrestle. How are you this bad? Did you ever watch Blade Trinity? No. You're a smart man. I saw that in theaters and I hated myself because Blade 2 was amazing. Now, let's get this out of the way too before I forget. You, did you hear the news about Forspoken? No. The studio got liquidated. It was named much. Stealth. The yeah. movie is named it was just Stealth, Stealth Yeah. Interesting. Anyway. But no, what did you... What did, you love Forspoken. Uh, yeah, I like Forspoken There are parts of Forspoken that I genuinely love. And I'm not a fan of what we talked about last time where, you know, you stop and have to fucking talk to Cuff for two minutes. Everyone I talk to to says the same thing. Everyone I talk to says the same damn thing. Why not just let her have a British accent for damn sake? Because, like, she has a great British voice. Hmm. And I think one of the biggest reasons that I get pissed is she's not a good um, trying to do a New York accent. In my opinion, I don't have a problem with their accent. I just think it's dumb that you can't move. I, I, I think it's stupid you can't talk and move at the same time in certain spots. Yeah. And I don't like the fact that you can't do the fast running through the city. Yes. Because that city is huge. It's really big. And I understand why they don't let you. It's part of the story. You're supposed to remain hidden from the villagers and not show off your powers, but it's still annoying. Yeah, because I, I was just. That like, and whatever the hell that thing that I was trying to do in the graveyard the cemetery what the hell was it i was trying to find something gather sheep or something it was the gather sheep that teach you like you know explain you know explore the world it's literally been a month since i played that game because i will say this right now like some of the boss fights were just excellent i really was not a fan of was it the the first one was the earth style right yeah yeah i was a fan of the water especially if you i never got that far okay i need to go back and play more of it i will say this like there's some there are genuine moments of combat which is so good and then there's just parts from the story and the dialogue that I just hate I I'm kind of sad because there was there are things that are so good in this game that work amazing yeah and then there are things that are bad but well, see my, my thing is will we be having this conversation because I'm going to buy it I'm going to pre-order it whenever the hell we go to GameStop again but Final Fantasy 16 I just are I, you I am going to buy I, after you talk to me today about the whole entire GameStop situation are you okay with I've got a subscription to their whatever the hell they call it, their power up or yeah, thing. But I'm I just signed saying, up for a year. I'm, but I'm I watched that in. one. I watched that one video and I was, Camelot. I was kind of like I went after he was done talking about the GameStop situation. I'm genuinely like, man, 
he's not wrong. According to him, according to Camelot 331, is that his number? I think so. Yeah, I think so. Everybody knows who the guy is. He's been all over the Internet for a couple of years now. But uh, according to him, he apparently regional managers got together and things are not looking very good for GameStop. They're going to be done. He theorizes GameStop will be done in like one to two years. Well, what was it? I know that like um, the pop, the company who makes the pop figurines, Funko Pops. Yeah, they already are royally pissed with Disney. One of Why? the biggest. It's like there's just they flooded the market with with crap with their licensing and everything like that with Funko Pops. And oh, no what's one's, the, what's don't the, even get what the fuck Funko Pops does nothing but throw up fucking product all the time. I know, but that's it's what, the most fucking obscenely like but disgusting like, looking shit to begin with. Fuck you, Funko Pops. Like I like I don't mind them. I actually have a bunch of them. Like I have that cool Halo one I got. Oh man, that's the one cool Halo one. By the way, that's, there's a nice other like at least seventy five thousand fucking Funko Pops which to the, come with Which that. is really irritating is all I want is the Sig Funko Pop and I can't find it or I don't know if they even made one and apparently they said they were going to. Man, so. you know what? It sucks that there's no good like Mega Man merchandise out there. It's a great thing Funko Pop has my back making it, it look as unappealing and disgusting and as shitty You'd as possible. you think they would go after the that Capcom market with the... Fr- fucking don't. You don't want, you don't like Funko Pops at all, do you? No, they're fucking hideous. They don't I look like them. at all. I like them. Man, they're fucking ter- just terrible looking. There's a few of them that look fine. I will concede to that that all of them don't look bad. But mm-hmm. like for the most part, most of them just are fucking garbage. They look okay. terrible. But yeah, like that's what I was just wondering about that for, for your situation there, Josh. If, if you, what about something like that? Yeah, that's awesome. That's I don't, I don't I, I, this is not the company that I'm thinking of, but I was listening to a podcast. I think it was kind of funny where they were talking about there's a company that custom makes figurines and apparently they're like specializing in bloodborne stuff. Oh, oh, I know you're talking about. Know, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't yeah, know yeah. the name of that. Company. They're expensive though. Yeah. yeah. I almost bought. We had that Comic Con event at the mall right, right. where we're at. Uh, there was a bunch of Halo figurines and there was one that was actually a reasonable price. And I almost jumped on it. Better than the ones that I got you. Oh wait, wait, like this one's like it was like going to be one hundred and twenty dollars. Full detail. I could easily move it in positions, and everything had like proper position. It was actually really cool. And it would have stay, stand uh, stood up. Yes. It had like a stand and stuff. Yes, it came with like it, it was one that was like, GameStop sold, but I couldn't get it in time. Ah, uh-huh. but yeah, like the GameStop was actually really busy thanks to that event. They were hmm. doing things. Even um, what's that one place? Game on? Not, not game on. One Up Games, they were there doing a Mario Kart um, thing where like they had like five, four or five TVs or something like that, and they were actually like, having like people were ch- racing each other. It was pretty cool. Mario Kart Eight. Yeah. Oh. It was really neat. No, I like no, it. No, uh, no double dash. No, no, no double dash. No. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Uh, we can take a break really quick. Oh, yeah, yeah. Come back. It's been 34 minutes. Has uh, it really? What do I have in this podcast? Oh, uh, something from Atomic Heart will take us out because I think I got a good chunk of Atomic Heart music in here. Nice. Um, yeah, we'll be back. Tired Sun featuring Olga Panamariva from the Atomic Heart original soundtrack. Слова твои 
Interesting. That sounded like a little dog. It did. A little yipper dog. One of them yip yip dogs. Yip yip yips. That was, that now, was the dog. Now, I actually got that my hands on and been playing nothing but Lightfall. So, right now, this DLC has split the community up. Like, no, I'm serious. Like, I have never. I I have seen. I have a cl- Destiny clan of 100 people. And I'm not going to lie. About like 50% of them are not playing Destiny right now, which Jeez. is kind of shocking. Again, I don't know. I'm not hearing very kind things on Twitter about it. Now, this is where my complaint comes from. And this is the time that we need to start getting answers. And they pulled a loss where you get some things answered and then you have more questions that don't get answered. And Doesn't that just mean they're leaving stuff open for D- more DLC? Yes, but the, the get this community back in the game, I, things should have start getting answered, in my opinion. Because I will say this one, the city of Neo, um, Neo Muna is just, I love it. It reminds me of like what a futuristic 80s city would, would look like from Tron. Ah, so something like out of Blade Runner. Yeah, Blade Runner, Tron, you name it. It's ah. got that feel. The Cloud Striders are cool looking. There are, I, I wish kind of, I kind of wish we had that cool board, but you were saying that. Yeah, like, somebody, you I, told me they're like, yeah. if I have a board like that, yeah, I will use yeah, it. I've got, no, I said if they put hoverboards in there that I could actually ride in Destiny 2, I would play this. I would not be, I would right not now. be surprised if we get a, a swoop bike like that design. I guarantee oh, it. Oh, like something that looks like a, a something out of Tron? Yeah. Uh, well, my one when they put when they put uh, hoverboards in Warframe, I freaked out and played that game for like a year. Oh, that's right, they did do <laughs> that. That was so fun. Yeah, yeah, that's right. I forgot all about that they had that. Yep. Now, my complaint is, all you hear is, "Oh my goodness, they're after the veil, the veil, the veil, the veil." Okay, cool. And you finally get to this area. It's like <laughs> veil bot's gonna pop up. It's Wait, like, you what's the me? veil? Yep, that's me stuck inside this podcast forever. Please send help. And cookies. And it's like, we don't know. And it's kind of like, this was a point where we needed an answer on it. I think I have an idea what the veil is. I think it's the Traveler's Heart. Huh. Like the heart power source, you name it. It was hidden. And another big thing is like, I already know like some theories and some lore about Neomuna. But at the same time, it's like, they know about us. They know about the, you know, the Guardians. They know everything about what's happening on Earth. And then it's like, okay, you knew all this, but you literally just left us alone. 
okay. D who's the guy that made... I, I downloaded a video. I found... It was like an hour and a half audio file that I had ripped from YouTube when the Witch Queen came out. Somebody did like an entire story from start to finish. Does he do that for Lightfall? Oh, Byfear? Is that who that is? I think it's Byfear, the one I listen to constantly with the lore. There's yeah, I don't a few, know. There's a few people who do lore. Oh, okay. They're... Oh, my God. What's his name? Like, Kanakis? No, no, he doesn't do that. He talks about builds and stuff like that, if I'm correct. But no, there are moments where I genuinely like the gameplay and I love the story like some parts of the story I think the world's amazing I think that the do challenge they, do they actually have like a light city that looks like Vegas or whatever it's Neo Muna and again it reminds me of like being in Tron okay because after they got when the Shadow Legion came to attack every single one of the civilians got put into like a cryopod and they have like their own virtual world so like oh so what, what, the, what the hell was that thing that I said it would be cool if you could race on it the weird wavy uh, windy path oh the one that I showed you with like the, the strand yeah yeah that's a dungeon oh can that's you a, fall off that plat that, that oh yeah and die yeah, yeah oh okay oh yeah Jeez. it's a fun dungeon it's where the nine are um, the nine are talking to you and you're trying they're seeing if you're worthy hmm. for knowledge but I just kind of feel like we needed a little bit more answers I think what happened with Callus is so cool there are genuine moments where like Callus gets transformed into his the new form of him being a witness and he straight up looks like a, an emperor ready for war he's got this helmet he's got these cool shoulder pads he literally touched this weird rock and turned it into a goblet huh and there was a great part with the witness where he terrified callus where he was getting angry and upset he's like i've done all this blah 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 and then all of a sudden the witness does something and terrifies him so huh. that form that we see it with the witness i don't believe that's his true form Oh. I think that's just a cover form for him to communicate because there's a part where like again like I said that weird glass situation when he gets angry oh, right, right. he gets angry and right after you laugh he like that cutscene happened and he all of a sudden it gets like darker and all of a sudden like his voice gets changed and then it looks like he's getting bigger and like that glass starts cracking hmm. and then Kalos just goes I, it will be done kind of situation he was scared <laughs> <laughs> the gra the glass starts cracking and then he transforms his oh meat rod oh my god that'd be amazing <laughs> but I do see where the problem is where some people are that I will say one thing Strand straight up has changed everything mm. from PvP to doing gambit to doing strikes in the dungeon I have watched so many people do the dungeons and the raids and they've changed everything because guess what i've confirmed it you can you can use strand on a swoop bike which you already saw yeah, that video that was and cool. you can also use it on a uh, titan doing thunder crash yeah um we made a chain it works hmm. we made it we've done a chain um so does that a, does that a, what, what do you call that power set i don't what what is that called strand what, what strand. is that what is that called it's just called strand I mean, I mean, what, what are they called though like darkness power like it's the dark it's the darkness I, i'm trying to figure out like is it a power set it, what what are they what it's are a they new class it's a, a new class it's okay. a new class it's yes. a class because so, there's two darkness abilities so far now we have the strand which is new which yeah. is uh, the green string energy yeah, yeah. and then we have um the other one which is like the ice power uh, okay so does, does that class 
uh, break the the older dungeons? Can you? Like, oh yes. Okay. Oh yes. So nothing. There is was a part where like, here's a here's a jumping puzzle. No, it's not. Titan Thunder Crash. Go, uh, everyone. You strand together, and we all just fly away there. Interesting. Like uh, I confirmed it. You can also use it with a rocket. I can use strand on a rocket. So I fired the rocket, and I used strand perfectly. And that rocket launched me across the map. So basically, if you're playing this game with other people, you have to buy the expansion or you're basically just screwed without those powers. Yes, because you can't do the new dungeon. Uh, you can't do the other things. Well, I mean, even the older dungeons, wouldn't people with the expansion just blast through older stuff and leave people without the expansion behind? Well, yeah, but I mean, like, again, like with everyone uh, so far, we've goofed up with dungeons. We've like literally made it so much easier for platforming. Yeah. Wise. Now, the Hunter, oh, dear God, the Hunter on PvP is insane. Hmm. Like, I, I don't think they realize, like, I don't know if Trouse has started up yet, but <laughs> I'm genuinely, tight. like, wondering what's going to happen when Trials, like, when like, everyone's really getting on Trials. Uh, because, like, I've seen people do some insane things on the PvP already with this abilities. Are there any new weapons are you okay bud i sneezed oh i thought you were being i thought you were being sarcastic sneezing sorry oh. what yes damn <laughs> we can't just sneeze anymore without being sarcastic exactly i don't know he's just saying hey i'm still here a yeah. chewy yeah um, yeah but are, are there any new weapons oh yes there's strained weapons which again they are broken mm. There is a pistol, which I got just a little bit ago. I can shoot one corner, and it will bounce and hit the enemy on the other side. So even if they're hiding behind a rock, I can shoot that gun, and it hits them. Jeez. Yes. Like, I... I don't know. It's not weapons that I'm thinking of. The supers. Yes, there are different supers. Okay. Mine for the wall... I just started playing the Wally right now, and I got unlocked the full thing where I'm literally casting my hands and each of my fingers are like almost like daggers and I launch stuff like like thing like a thread of what Neil's hitting people and I can stream them up now oh, the time I was thinking like death from above from overwatch almost like that kind of ah. um, another one is like the t the hunter has like a whip kind of like that cool Chinese weapon with a little dagger on it when you swing it around. Oh, yeah. Uh, Shut up. You know I, what I'm I can't I, I'm thinking Mortal Kombat. Yes, like, yes, yes. Pretty much there. And then the Titan has, like, these cool, like, claw things. Two gigantic claws. Mm. And he can do some serious Remind damage. me about the claw thing after this discussion's done, because we got other stuff to talk about. Oh, okay. It's yeah. interesting. But, yeah, I mean, overall, though, for me, I think there are parts of the story that... Uh, that are not explained it pisses me off but mm. not like to the point where like i hashtag you know like i hate you bungie no i generally think i'm worried because again the seasons are where their weaknesses and i kind of want some questions to get answered mm. some serious questions again but we didn't get that really so like again there's a part where it was so cool in the beginning where like the pyramids are attacking and he hits it with a beam and it just doesn't just destroy the pyramid ship it actually it was like showing growth and life and everything he hits she hits a ship and it grows yeah a pyramid ship and like it hits a hole in them yeah. and then trees and all this other start growing oh, okay. yeah so i don't know i just i want the seasons to be good but i'm so terrified that like, it, it's just me playing on tuesdays when the reset happens and calling yeah, it a day were, whatever you were doing uh I don't, I don't even know how to describe what the hell you were doing but whatever you were doing before we started this podcast were you playing solo 
Yes, I was. I was you were on a mic talking to somebody. I was talking to my friends because they were doing a dungeon. Oh, okay. And I was just asking them questions of what they what they were doing for builds. Because I was like, you're not. I don't see any party members. Are you soloing this stuff? And why? Well, right now, like I said before, like the major majority of the people that I play with, they're not online we're playing right. this right now. Again, my clan leader Jimmy, who is like god tier sniper hunter. I mean, like watching him play in trials. He puts me on a, a harder level to the point where I need to bring my A game playing Trials or PvP, or an Iron Banner. Huh. So, and he flat out looks at me. He just goes, I just don't want to do this. I might grind a little bit more and get ready for the raid, but I really don't care about the raid, Adam. And I was like, <laughs> you said raid, I think in Lightfall and then rave because <laughs> you got the glow sticks as weapons. Yeah. But yeah, I I, I I I like it, okay? There are some gripes with the story. I But I do think Strand is a major change, and I don't think they really realize how, what kind of can of worms they've opened mm. when it comes to this ability. So I guarantee you, later on the seasons, I guarantee I see nerfs happening. I really do. I'll buy it as soon as it goes on sale. If you look on the epic store right now i believe it is every expansion up to lightfall is on sale yes i think the witch queen you can buy it for like 20 bucks i i don't care what anyone says i generally love the parts of like investigating the witch queen and like that and being confused why the traveler chose you know like her her brood of hive mm. into the, the light it was so cool again i can tell you this right now we're going to see zabathun again hmm. i already guarantee it because her ghost is still alive hmm her ghost is as long as you as long as the ghost is still alive, they can resurrect you. Hmm. But there, um, I will say one thing: the environment storytelling is fantastic because the alliance of the fallen, um, uh, what is it, the fallen Amarosards, you know, crew and everything like that, from the Awoken to the Cabal, they're all there at the tower. Mm. So you see all the ships. You see the ships from the reef. You see ships from the cabal. You see ships from the you know like the the house light mm. for the elixni, aka the fallen. It's really good storytelling. Well, we- you, yeah, yeah. You were saying that it was really weird because you the first thing that you showed me when the expansion launched, you said, "Look, the traveler's not in the sky anymore," mm-hmm. and you were like, oh, "This is so weird." And I'm just like, "Why? It's just a ball in the sky." It's been nine years since that traveler has been there since right. day one. Right. That's, that's that's the thing. But um, no, there's I can't tr- believe Destiny Two has been out for nine years. No, well, no, Destiny One and Two. It's in total. Oh, it's been nine. When did years. Destiny Two come out? Destiny Two came out. I want twenty sixteen. I thought so. Okay, so it hasn't been that long. September sixth, two thousand seventeen. Yeah, because I remember on my birthday the DLC. We I was able to play to do the first raid on my birthday. I just remember Destiny 2 launched and I was like, hell yeah, I can play keyboard and mouse now because it's native native support. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, I mean, but I will say this one right now. I have never seen a community so divided on this DLC Mm. for Destiny, especially. I've seen people be divided for the seasons. Sure. But I've never seen anyone that's divided for the story campaign. I will say one thing. Legendary is challenging. It really tests what you can do and builds and stuff like that to learn how to figure out what to do. It, it's tough. There are moments where I've died a lot playing with my friends. Um, I am not looking forward to playing my second playthrough and going after Callus because Callus is hard, and I don't want to cheese Callus. Mm. But everyone is cheesing Callus. Huh. There's so many things that you can do now to cheese where he can't get to you, and I don't really. I want to. I want to beat him fair. 
if you get what I'm saying. I don't want to be that one who cheeses him. It's the fourth time. What, cheese? Five. Cheese. <laughs> I'm, I'm just thinking that's going to be the name of our podcast this week. Cheese Callus. Cheese Callus, yeah. man. But So what does Noah think of this? Noah loves it. Like I talked about some of my complaints about it. He goes, but yeah, you have to understand Adam, they have the seasons. And I go, yes, but what are the weakest parts of where like a lot, you and me weren't playing the seasons? He goes, I get it. And I really do. So I was like, but I love the strand ability. I kept calling it strain. I apologize. The last podcast, I kept saying strain. But it's strand. You kept calling it strain? String. String. Yeah, I was being... Oh. Because they were saying strain sometimes about it. I see. Yeah, what, I do... What, what did Noah think of the story? He liked it. Oh, okay. He really liked the Cloud Striders, which, again, these are humans that are this city, and they have been genet- like en- enhanced with cybernetics. Hmm. The sad truth, though, is that on average, they only live for 10 years. Oh, right. You said that one guy that in the cutscene, you said he's only got a year left or whatever. He's got like a few years left of that. I think he, uh, was, he had seven years and he was trying his best to train the new Cloud Strider. So so they're kind of like, uh, wait, no. So Silvaria and Guild Wars don't have like a, a short life. They're just really young, right? Yes, correct. Yes. Deal? Yes. Huh. Like some of them are like a few years old that, yeah. when they are born. Yeah. So it's a situation, but they're fully adult. Right. Yeah. I, again, like, I love some of the exotic weapons. I love some of the stuff that's going on right now. Like I said before, the strand weapons are very interesting, and they will break PvP. So we'll see what happens situation. But I am having fun. How, how, how does that uh, tether ability screw up PvP now? Well, Can you, like, pull yourself to enemies? Yeah. And have a melee ability. So it's just really, like, chaotic now? And so if you're smart, you can, like, oh, no, this um this titan is doing this ability at me. You know, let me just swing. Let me be Spider-Man and see and sing the song "Swing Time" and just fly around. There's a part where I was wondering. I was like, "Can I do this?" I jump up in the air. My friend jumps in the air, and we literally are spinning each other around with huh. the strand. It's insane. Interesting. It's insane. I'm actually wondering. Do you think that the Destiny developers stole the idea of the grapple from Halo Infinite? Well, I I strongly believe yes. What, or at least it was inspired by. Oh, something. I guarantee. It. Well, they always said they wanted a ability to do something like that. They mm. have always said that. So that's what huh. came to be. Again, I finally was able to finish the well and get my one gun finally. So I actually finished that exotic glaive quest. I am trying to get um, some of the new weapons and do some of the um, missions or the. Um, the strike because we get DL, we get like secret um, whispers from a villain. Huh. He's going to be in the raid. Oh, he! If you remember the moon where like oh the the season of like the pirate one where we're looking for these weird pieces. Oh yeah, it was once a um, witness of the um, the main villain, the baddie, hmm. and he's been essentially resurrected. It feels like because hmm. all the civilians talk about him. They're having nightmares, even when they're in their cryopods. Hmm. So it's interesting. But I, again, I like it. I have some gripes with the st- of the story as a whole of answering questions. But that's about it for me. Yeah. But that's, that's my impressions of Lightfall so far. I am trying to be raid ready March 10th. I don't know if I'm going to, but I'm going to try. You got five days. You got four days. Today's basically done. Damn it. I, I'm gonna try because there's a group of like a few people that we have, have a few on standby just in case if they can't raid. Ah. So I'm crossing my fingers that I can do it. 
Hmm. But I'm I'm going to start playing with my friends this week when I start my new character with the Hunter. I'm going to try out the Hunter next. Hmm. Um, I don't know if we want to do Legendary or not, but I kind of want to so we can get more of the cores. Again, doing it Legendary, you get more rewards, faster leveling up, and you get those armor cores so you can upgrade your weapons if you want to and stuff like that. So it's kind of worth it. It really is. There you go. And the challenge, though, too. Yeah. So that's what I got. that tense guardian what's wrong with you relax relax more i said relax the arboretum's crop yields 20 tons of palm figs 12 tons of kiwi cumbers 12 tons of pineapples pine apples what a weird idea for a fruit By JT Music. Every traveler has a nan. But your epic legend just began. Standing at humanity's defense. Can you hear the second beckoning of destiny again? Like a feather of the phoenix from the ashes out of sand. A protector of the planet resurrected from the dead. By the heavens I've been sent to condemn all of the damned. And I'll make the fellas jealous with the weapon in my hands. I'm a guardian. Sorry if you're not a fan. I might have lost my light, not like the darkness got a chance. Attention every hive, all the fallen and the bags. Pay your penance and repent or dread the rocking in your game. Bam! I'm an instant battle plan, but I'll send that tactic back at them. A galactic shiver with a massive back, like a re-believe in a path of death. When you mess with the mold, then you better expect. Calahorns are what you're going to get. I'm ironclad with a level ad, now light the path on which I tread. What about Hi. you? Yeah. Whoa. 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 It, was that an amazing review? No. Uh, yeah. How much money you got? Uh, I got $20. Yeah, best review I ever heard. <laughs> For $20. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Hey, do you guys have Netflix still or no? Mm, maybe. Well, because I, I heard there's a... Um, I don't know if it's true or not, but I haven't heard a single thing about my friend showing me a video. It looks like Nier Automaton is an anime. 
Uh, yes, there is an anime for it. I'm not watching it though, since I still haven't beat Nier Tom. Oh, okay. I didn't know if what if you saw or anything like that. Are you really do wielding venoms? Yep. I thought you said you weren't going to. I wasn't going to. Well, if I drink this thing later on tonight, I'm not going to be able to sleep tomorrow morning. So I might yeah. as well slam them now, so I'm <laughs> wide awake and then. Oh, okay. Yeah. Fine then. Okay. All right. No. Now, what was you uh, you wanted to talk about then? What? You said you said after my review. Uh, Talking about Lightfall, you want? Oh yeah, Wolverine claws. You said something about Wolverine claws. Did you see the Dead Island Two trailer? No. There's Wolverine claws in the Dead Island Two trailer. Wait, well, no, you were... still a thing. Yeah. Oh yeah, it's still a thing. Now, that's what tells me like a, a thing that you have to get a certain material to get and like. Well, yeah. I mean, you build all your weapons. Yeah, that's what I liked about Dead Island originally. The first time you could make some crazy ass weapons. Yeah. And kinda, there's, there's some crazy. Kind of like Dead Rising, where you get the little. Um, blueprints and make your own weapons. Right. So, yeah. What was the Dead Island Two? Was the one where they were constantly showing off, or not Dead Island Two? Uh, Dead Rising Two, with the dude in the yellow and black coat or ski jacket, had a kayak paddle with, with chainsaw. Chainsaw. Yeah. yeah. But this one, they give you. It was like a developer diary or something. They're doing like a walkthrough. When, for when like, is that coming out? May. Co- and is that who is that? Is that Ubisoft? Don't you have to look it up. I don't remember. Okay. You, yeah, keep talking. I'll, uh, you look but it they, up. But they they showed off a thing like they showed off some random thing where they uh, had some mission and the guy had uh, Wolverine claws that were like electrified and they were just showing off like random combat stuff that you could do in the game. It, it, it reminded me kind of like of um, uh, the first game. I don't know how different it is because it's been. God, when did Dead, Dead, Island, Dead Island 1 come out? 10 years ago? I want to say, yeah. Games Radar did a Dead Island parody video in 2012. Oh, my God. And so right. Chris been, wrote that. That's right. Yeah. yeah. It, it has been 10 years since that first game came out. Yeah. So I don't know if I want to buy that one or not, but they're they're kind of starting to like ramp up uh, awareness of that game. Hasn't like, it been like five years since we've actually like seen... Like, when we first were shown that on E3, wasn't that, like, five years ago? Probably. But, I mean, I also remember there not being a lot of hype around it when it was first shown. A lot of, a lot of people were just, like, Deep eh. Silver. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, I, I know I know the name. I don't remember what else they've done. But. Yeah. Yeah, Damn Busters Studios, I think, or something like that. But uh, I want to be excited for that game, but we've seen it so many times, and then it just kind of goes away quietly. You know, and then it's like, oh, well, it's still a thing, guys. It's still a thing. It's like, really? I'm pretty sure it comes out, what, the first half of this year? It's April 21st, it says. Yeah. Holy like, crap. Like I was saying, it's super, super close. And Dead Island came out 2011. See, even even farther back than I thought, because yeah. I thought it was 2012. Because, like, I will say this, like, there's so many games that we've constantly seen things, and I've just gotten to the point where it's never coming out. Yeah, Starfield. <laughs> no, Beyond Good and Evil, the prequel. That's uh, never that's never gonna come yeah, out. Yeah, I don't. I, I remember again. I'll bring up Talk Radar. Not not games. Not not like Laser Time, but Talk Radar. I remember them talking about a video that they had shown at an E3, and Michael Raparez says something about I'm really trying hard to snort this fly, and he was referencing the pig. Because we the, saw, yeah, and we saw that it was supposed to be like a Beyond Good and Evil too. Yeah. But I'm gonna tell you right now, for the ambition of what they want to do and how big the world is, I just cannot see that game coming out for Ubisoft. Well, I really, if I remember right, the main dude—I don't remember what the heck, Michel Ansel or something like that—I can't remember what his name was, but he quit. He left the company. He's not on the Beyond Good, Beyond Good and Evil Two project anymore. No. Well, and it's a pre. Yeah, it's a prequel too. Yeah. yeah. 
and and he he was the main dude behind that, I think, and I'm pretty sure he left a while. Ubisoft is not in good position at all. Period. They have to get a game out to release, and it has to sell good. They need to. They desperately need to. Did you see their stock? No. It has tanked. But I know they got that new Assassin's Creed coming out, but I don't know how many people are going to like it. I think a lot of people are burned out by the Assassin's Creed series. We'll just see what happens. I, I I would like to go back to basics. I really would. I think going back to basics is not a bad thing. I think that's what they're doing. They are. They the, said they confirmed it. They are. They're going back to basics. That next one's supposed to be, you know, hidden hidden dagger, actual assassin. Yeah. Not Did this. you ever play the Assassin's Creed series? No. You really haven't. Real, for honest to God, truth. I don't you, own an Xbox. It was out for the PlayStation, Nintendo, PC? yeah, PC, you name it. Wait, it's actually out for Nintendo? Yeah, they had a... Yes, I have the Ezio collection on the Switch. Huh, yeah, I never even knew they finally brought that up for the Switch. And the Ezio collection on the Switch is the best Assassin's Creed out of all of them. And they've got, like, 20 Assassin's Creed. Yes, there really That's is. That's a lot of question marks coming for me, because usually games that aren't originally made for the Switch are, like, whatever. Yeah, I was just wondering if you so ever played it. Best? Assassin's Creed 2, in my opinion, is the best in the series. And it's on the Switch. See, yep. for me, I think it's it goes yeah, Black the, Flag, the, Assassin's Creed 2. I didn't like the ship combat. That's why I That's I don't, why I love the ship yeah, combat. That's, yeah. I, I don't put Black Fat Flag on any of those because and I don't And the voice like... actor for your main character in, in Black Flag is the one who played Constantine in the show. The, oh, okay. On the WB yeah. show? Right. Yeah, he was Constantine, or it was on another network and then got canceled. But yeah, he was the voice of that, which I thought, like, he nailed it. I don't know. I just I'm I'm really worried for Ubisoft right now as a company. Like I can honestly excuse see... me. Why the fuck are you worried about them? Because they're about to go under. It looks good. Why? Good. What? But why? Good. What's one great thing Ubisoft has made? I like the Far Cry series. I really do. I think Far Cry Five is one of my favorite Far Cries. Other than Far Cry, what do they got going for them? Well, you have Assassin's Creed series, which was fantastic. I just think they kind of like jumped the shark of going like, here's a a talking a talking Sphinx. Shut up. <laughs> you know. Here's the Cyclops, you know, like all this stuff. And it's like, oh, okay. They generally have a really good, like, track record of shitting on their own franchises. So. Well, the For Honor got really, like, it started out strong and then just fell apart yeah, so, so fast. So I'm not particularly I was trying to think. Is it Do Ubi- they make the division? I think that's EA. No, that's not EA. Isn't the division on EA Origin? No. Like the, e- the um. Wait, was the division bad? I wasn't a big fan because there was a big PvP. Tom Clancy division, Ubisoft. Really? Yes. Interesting. For some reason, I thought it was on EA Origin. No, no, it's on not. On the PC side. No. Because the Division 2, in my opinion, I, I, just that community has just, no, has I, just gone I, away. I never played. I did. I bought it. I bought the DLC. And then like, my entire Destiny clan was just like, yeah, we're done. <laughs> <laughs> kind of situation. After I bought all the DLC, I was just like, that's my life. Well, I was just no. trying to think, did Ubisoft Publish Deus Ex 2? Maybe? I don't think so. I thought it was a Sony company. Well, it's I, IDOS, IDOS, I think, is the main people behind it, but for some reason I thought I remembered seeing an Ubisoft logo specifically on Deus Ex 2, but I don't know. It's been so long since I played that game. Let's skip ahead of it. In this section, Adam and Andrew talked about malls. Remember malls, kids? Yeah, me either. I almost got mauled by a bear once. And then I remembered that I'm not an actual person. I'm just a voice in your head, driving you insane, making you go crazy. Did you like it? Yay. Yay. What are you looking at, Josh? Anything? Dicks. I was trying to figure out what the hell I, uh, the... 
if Ubisoft published Deus Ex, it's not Ubisoft. It was Ion Storm. Oh, okay. That's that's who I was thinking of. They're the ones that did Deus Ex too. They're the um, developers yeah. for the game. Now, I will say this before I forget: Who is getting the remastered of Resident Evil Four? Maybe. I am. I'm not. Maybe. I am. I already paid for it. Big, I'm, I'm big, getting Big, maybe. I don't know. I want to see a little bit more info on it first. Really? Okay. I kind of wanted to see if they're going to fuck with it or not. Resident Evil 4 to Well, me. they look like they're making some changes to the story and different voice actor for Ashley. Yeah, again, I don't mind that. I don't mind if they want to take the game in a more serious direction. We've been over this before. Or if they want to kind of change the continuity of the game a little bit more because it's... The original Resident Evil 4 is over-the-top campy. And some people aren't a fan of that. And I get that. And I can understand that they want to make this game a little bit more grim or dark in terms of, like, its atmosphere and actually make it a bit more serious. I I understand fans being pissed if they change it to that because they love the campy original. I don't know. So I kind of wanted to see what fans' initial reaction of the game are first. Something tells me that Capcom is, or whoever is publishing this one, as long as it's obviously not the same team who made Resident Evil 3 Nemesis because they kind of went under fire pretty bad for cutting too much content. But oh, they, really? They did? Oh, yeah, they cut a shit ton of content. I did not game. know that they did. Oh, they should cut a shit ton of content from that game. People's casual playthroughs of Nemesis were sometimes under three hours, and that's a casual playthrough. Really? So speedrunners could do it under, under an hour? I don't know what the speedruns, yeah, but oh. they could do it pretty short. To give you an idea, Resident Evil 1 has achievements to beat the game in under three hours, but that's you already knowing where everything is and where to go and all that type of good stuff, but that's a different story when you're comparing that to like Nemesis which is like casual playthroughs are under three hours and that's a little concerning that studio came under a lot of fire because they cut too much content they did put a lot of love into Nemesis I'm not going to say they didn't do that because there was a lot of love put into that game but it just yeah they 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 were pit- the studio who worked on Resident Evil 3 was pissed because they thought they were going to get Resident Evil 4 and they got Resident Evil 3 so they half-assed Resident Evil 3 in terms of its actual overall length not the quality of the game, but just the length of the game. Mm-hmm. So they could get to work on Resident Evil 4 more. And then once Capcom kind of got the reviews and kind of got the feedback, they said, no, fuck you. We're going to go back to the team that we gave Resident Evil 2 to, if I remember correctly. So I think the team that did the original Resident Evil 2, or did the Resident Evil 2 remaster, is the one getting the Resident Evil 4, if I remember correctly. Okay. And that's a good thing, though, right? Uh, didn't you say the Resident Evil 2 remaster was really good? The Resident Evil 2 remaster is a masterpiece. It's It honestly builds on the original so well, so a lot of people were super happy with that. Hmm. So honestly, I think of it as that team. We don't have anything to worry about with Resident Evil 4, but it comes down to the direction that Capcom and you know the directors want to take that game in is going to be, you know, the idea here. Because this isn't like... Uh, fuck, I always forget the guy who worked on Resident Evil. Shinji Mikami. God, I can't remember. I don't know. I... But it, this isn't like him remastering Resident Evil 1, where Resident Evil 1 from the PlayStation was just outdated, and he was sad that the game didn't age as well as it should, like he wanted it to. Mm. So his remaster of that one was more of just a straight upgrade in every way while still retaining some of the campy elements of the voice acting. But and I, camera angles? Well, the camera angles were an important part of that game, so yes. Um, but I think when it comes to Resident Evil 4, him taking it in a different direction is going to be one of those things that's like... If he takes it in a serious direction because he wants it to be that way, it might still upset fans because fans were such a big fan of it. Like, the original. Well, I was just wondering about that situation because like I, I generally love... Resident Evil 4. Like, when I remember buying it on the GameCube and just being, like, floored away by it. Like, people really underestimate just how revolutionary... 4 was? Well, just the Resident Evil series in general has been to gaming as a whole. 
Like, we have Resident Evil 1 to thank for putting survival horror on the map. That's just the truth. We have games like Resident Evil 4 to thank for revolutionizing the whole series. Even if something as much as the Resident Evil 2 remaster, like, especially from, you know, Josh's perspective over here from being our sound, you know, engineer, if you were to go and play that game right now, and especially play it with headphones, I think you would be absolutely floored by how good the sound detail is in that game. Sure. I love when you hear, like, that, that all the people that are infected speaking in Spanish, coming, you know, talking and yelling, and it's just, like, it, it was really good. But, like, to give you an idea of Resident Evil 2, and this is something that they've kind of revolutionized that a lot of games have a hard time struggling, like, do struggle with, is, and this is something that's awesome, is that it actually has different, like, acoustics depending on where you are in the rooms. And mm -hmm. something that the game can actually do is emulate sounds being very close up to you, being very, you know, loud, and you know, but you can still hear sounds that are further away, but both sounds can happen simultaneously. It's hard to really explain just the sound detail they put into it. And that's the idea. It's, it's like the Doppler effect, yes. essentially. Yes, but they actually, you know, kind of managed to just perfectly implement that into a video game. But yeah. people don't talk about that, but it's a big deal. It's it's something that sounds normal when it's there. And if they take it away and did it differently, you would notice a different. You would notice something was wrong. You would notice something is wrong. But, you know, a lot of games don't even bother with that level of detail when it comes to sound effects and mm. sound design. And so, again, it's it's interesting that it's like every single time you bring up sound effects, the first thing that sound effects in horror games the first thing that pops into my head is amnesia no my biggest question is like i don't know if you guys remember when it, it kind of like resident evil 4 kind of jumps the shark with that little napoleon dick never with played the statue it. never played it. i don't know again is it called is it really jumping the shark well no because it's the idea that resident evil 4 is supposed to lean into the very heavy campy over-the-top action, and that's what they really wanted for it to be. Isn't there some big uh, set piece in Resident Evil 4 where you're running towards the camera and something's chasing you down like a corridor? Yeah, there's like two statues that do that and a boulder that does a that. A boulder, that's what I'm yeah, thinking of. Like, there's so many over-the-top moments in Resident Evil 4 in its original state that it kind of takes itself a little bit seriously towards the beginning of the game, and then halfway through the game, it's like, nah, fuck it, we're... <laughs> We're leaning into the campy hard core. 180. Let's go. Yeah, that's exactly what kind of happens. We're leaning, we're leaning hardcore into the camp, and that's what they wanted it to be. So I don't know if that was the original director's, you know, real decision to do with the game, and if this is now going to be his actual vision for four coming out moving forward. It's hard to say. So I really want to wait to see what fans' reactions are of it first, because I don't know if they're going to be able to pull that off or not without changing the tone of what be, made 4 so good. It would be interesting to see how this Resident Evil 4 remake compares to the Dead Space remake. Yes, there we go. That was something because I, I wanted to talk The Dead Space remake, at least according to Adam and Joseph, is like a 10 out of 10 masterpiece. Like I think what they did was they fixed certain things. They made Isaac talk. It didn't ruin the dialogue. Um, the idea of like having randomly generated enemies, so even if areas you've already slayed all the enemies, they will come back and get you. So you have to stay on your toes. It's just from the, the design, the world, everything, sound was just perfect. Again, yeah, so I'm wondering if they, how, how much would they actually totally change about Resident Evil 4 to make it a more modern and better experience for new players yeah. or old players. People have played the game whenever it came out. I mean, you know, what was the release? It was the, early the it, it, on the GameCube. So I think it was 2005. Uh, so this is this is pretty, pretty old. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, point, and it came years. out on the PS2. It came out on the Wii. They have it on the PS4. The Wii version is the best still. Yes, about. actually, honestly, got truth. It's one of the best like Wii games to have was Resident Evil. Resident Evil 4, yeah. It, it actually perfectly meshed with the control style. For the it really, honest, it really feet. was perfect. Like it's So is RE4 on the Switch with motion controls? Uh, I don't know, actually. We actually, that's a, I'm going to go only find that out right now. I don't think now. it is on the Switch yet. Oh. But um, it, it, it still comes down to this idea that like Resident Evil 4 in its original state is still considered one of the most important pieces of gaming media to come out for the gaming market. I've heard that before. And it really is that big of a deal. So for them to now tackle Resident Evil 4, but to want to change some aspects of it. I think that a lot of fans are kind of on the fence about it, and understandably so. Again, this is a Resident Evil Four is on the Switch, but it's also part of like a, like a triple pack. Oh, but what else is in it? Um, Resident Evil Five, it looks like. Gross. The mm. Evil Triple Pack, it's called. Five yeah. was all right. I wasn't a big fan. Five is mediocre. Yeah. And that's going to be the funny thing about it, too. Oh, and that, six. And that's going to be one of the funny things that's also thinking about it going forward, <laughs> is how much are they going to change in four that's going to change the continuity of five, six, and uh, all uh, what, Well, I actually thought you were going a different direction. I was like, okay, so they redid two, three, and four. How long before they actually try to redo five and six? I think they're going to look at five and six, and I think they're going to look at the series at this point and say, "What do we want to do from because here?" Because it's like, if you want to, I can old, tell you right now. <laughs> I remember when five came out. I will say this right now. Very well. I yeah. will. I cannot see them putting money in time to redo six. Why? I can't. Because six is where like everyone kind of just was just annoyed. Yeah, six was annoying. Six wasn't mm. that great. See, because there was three different play styles. One was actually more like the Resident Evil 4 style, and then there was one style that was actually hardcore, like Resident Evil 5. And then what was the other style? It was more of like kind of like hiding, like Resident Evil Nemesis, wasn't it? I mean, six was just like whatever to the continuity. It was just the jumping game. the shark left and right, it being was, weird. It just was whatever to the continuity to the gameplay. I, I played less than an hour. And so I six. just couldn't. I couldn't get into it. I, I beat it, but I was just like, it. This is no four. Ah. Like, right gun to my head I'll play five right and, but the thing is is that now if we look at this it's like okay well people are happy with the direction that seven took the series uh, because it was a big callback to Resident Evil 1 but it still was one of those ideas that Resident Evil 7 still has a bunch of camp inside of it and it's one of those things that if you look back at Resident Evil 1 remaster and 2 remaster and 3 remaster they're pretty serious in tone. They still have their moments and quirks of funniness inside of them, but it's toned down quite a bit. So, oh if, yeah, I mean, which one is the master of unlocking? Quote that's Resident Evil One for yeah, the PlayStation. There you mm-hmm. go. And, but the thing is, is that the remaster kind of had callbacks to those and some of those like corny moments, but it was toned. Oh, down what was that one that was like it was episodic with like different episodes that would come out every so often? Oh. Um, it was literally where Jill is with someone's daughter. And they literally go. It, was it was it Resident Revelation, Evil? Was Revelations? Revelations? I think two. Oh, okay. And it was a part where like Jill even says the joke, and she goes, "Yeah, he told me that joke, and it was sure. corny then oh, too." Oh, it was Claire because yes, Claire. Claire thank Claire you. Claire makes the joke about a Jill sandwich, and then Jill goes, "Does he tell everybody that story?" <laughs> yes. And so that was a nice nod back to that. And so obviously, again, there's a nice continuity within the Resident Evil universe, and it, it all comes together. But it's still one of those things that I think the main director is kind of wondering where they want to take the story at this point. Because 5 
and six are ridiculous. And the thing is, is, at this point, if they want to rewrite history, so to speak, and they want to go in a different direction and say, okay, we're going to splinter off four at this point going forward, so Resident Evil 5 and 6 are no longer actual canon to the series, and we're going to take the game in a different direction, or the series in a different direction, or in a more serious direction, they could definitely do that. Because at this point, Wesker's dead. In mm. five. Five is where Rhett Wesker's Yep, officially... and then in six we meet Wesker's son. Yeah. So Whiskers. Whiskers. Whisk- exactly. Whisk- call so, me call me Whiskers. So five is officially where you know Wesker dies off. So but he's a big villain to the series. He's actually one of the more important villains to the Resident Evil. He actually, Evil. yeah. And, and, and that's not even just Resident Evil in general. Like again, he's one of the most recognizable villains in all of gaming. And so not having him hmm. there from this point going forward is understandable because, you know, he's got to die at some point, but he's a bad guy after all. But did five really do him justice? Not really. I don't did, think so. Did, are these... five, did five do any characters justice? Not really. Are, are, are I, the Resident Evil games, uh, what's the word, canonical? Like it, uh, chronological? Like does one, is that the beginning of the timeline for Resident Evil? Do they go so, in order the, or they so jumble? one, two, and three. Three happens before two. Okay. Because Jill visits the police station before Leon visits the police station, if I remember correctly. Yes, that is exactly what happens. So mm. it's it's one of the things that the games are obviously like connected to each other story wise, but they're not always canonical. Like because I'm, I'm thinking like Five Nights at Freddy's is all, all over the place too, right? Yeah, Resident Evil's a little bit more so, but it's much easier to follow. Ah. It, it's one of those things that like okay, well, Resident Evil One technically has a precursor to it, which is Resident Evil Zero. And oh, so, I forgot about that game. Yeah, and so that game technically happens before Resident Evil 1, uh, in which where Rebecca actually gets to the main mansion and they explain all that in the story. But it's this idea as well that, yes, Jill visits the you know the RPD station before Leon gets there. Mm. And so, it, but again, these are very small time gaps and jumps in time, so it's not hard to follow as opposed to Finance of Freddy's words. Years. Years. And, you know, even though the games come out very quickly, like the story is just everywhere. But Resident Evil has a more connected story to it. Ah. So, again, it's one of those things of where do they really want to take four going forward at this point? Because four is kind of where five and six kind of gets their goofy over the top. I mean, like, we're like, we have the, the same play style of four, you know, like the, how the controls work in four, and you have a co op in, in Resident Evil 5. Well, that and. Would they even attempt to redo five with the state of how people are these days? Wasn't five like super controversial? Oh my god! It was talked about by senators. It was talked by news people. So like, what, if they but, were re- re- someone, it, well, someone who what like someone who was black literally goes, they're in Africa. Yeah. That is where I'm sorry. People they, who have, they, they gave a really good representation of why this all happened and where it happened and all the story and stuff like that. It wasn't until at some point, I think there's some village that you go into where, you know, there's an undescribed, you know, tribe of people and they're wielding spears and people are like raising eyebrows a bit like, uh, excuse me. And it's like, OK, I don't know if Capcom actually did the research on villages and stuff like this or they just threw it in there. I don't know. I'm not going to look into it. Sure. Here's the thing. They're not racist. Please stop. But I mean, if they were to re-release five, would it just 
drum up all this crap all over again. Uh, and honest think, to God, true. With, with the, no, with the environment of this world anymore, if they brought that game back, I, I'm sorry. Yes, I can see more controversy happening with this. I don't think it would actually happen myself personally, mm. but again, I part, do. I, I can definitely see where people think it would, but I think on it. So here's the thing. Look at the outburst of Harry Potter and please tell me the mindset of what happened with the Hogwarts Legacy game. J.K. Rowling literally wrote in the goblins as Jewish people. <laughs> uh, sorry, no. Fuck off. I That's, just I just see them as goblins. Yeah, I, I, the, sorry. She, uh, she actually wrote a bunch of real-world parallels to them and Jewish people, and, oh, the game's plot is you quelling a Jewish uprising of slaves. Oh, yeah, that doesn't look bad at all. Woo! See, but my, my opinion of after with the whole title Hogwarts Legacy situation, if that game came back fully remastered, and you play as Chris, who is this buff white guy mowing down oh, people. Oh, the guy that punches boulders. Yeah, exactly. Boulders. Yeah, but I just could see someone taking it and just jumping on that shark to make it outburst of racism. Again, this is where we're talking. Capcom is not being racist purposely. They're not being racist, you know, with ill intent if they are crossing that line as opposed to somebody like Rowling is. Sure. Capcom, yeah, Capcom is just that, that that is the area of the world that they that the that game they, takes they, place that the game just took place yeah. and they gave a lot of good reasons of why it's happening here and they had a lot of more reasons of why it happened there and they wrote it there anybody who actually pays attention to the story for five seconds will understand okay yes this is all I get this and they should understand that most people don't do that they look at the knee-jerk reaction of that character's black and I shot them this makes this racist and it's like mm. just fuck off I like see. actually fuck off like so ridiculous like that's not it at all like stop I, I i get where you're coming from and it's completely the wrong direction yeah stop <laughs> go hate a writer who's actually racist sure don't hate a company because well hey we happen to have this taking place in africa where black people exist i guess we should just what, what if they just wrote white people in Africa? I think, would people be as pissed off and offended? I hope they would be, because that would be an actual reason to be pissed off. Mm. Why are people pissed but off? But I, I in my opinion, if they, if they make the Resident Evil 5, I would actually see them adding more people that are, you know, European descent in that game to quell just that kind of problem. You know what I'm saying? I could see it happening. I really could. Because... I don't know if you remember or not, like the very first Talk Radar episode, they talked about that situation with the game, you know, of like, is this game racist kind of situation where um, one of like someone was like a civil rights leader was talking about this game for God's sake. So do you talking about VGA? No, original Talk Radar. Talk Radar episode one never mentioned Resident Evil. There was, 5. Something, there was something about Resident Evil 5 where they mm -hmm. talked about in the or, Talk, Radar, or, Talk Radar episode one came out in March of 2008. May 19th. 2008. Okay. Resident Evil 5 didn't come out until late two th er, summer of 2009? March 5th, 2009. Okay. I, I remember them getting early. They actually I, can got this. I can quote Talk Radar 1 okay. for word for word. That okay. entire podcast. Then like, I forgot which episode it is. And they actually talked about the situation where Tyler and Chris actually had a, like, you were like, yeah. Like they were talking about it. It was it was it was in the, within the first fifty episodes. Doesn't yeah. matter. Yeah, but, but it, again, it comes down to this <laughs> idea that people who are bringing this up are people who are just looking at it with zero context and saying, "Ah, it's racist because I have no context of the situation." Sure. I'll add my own context. Stop doing. So that. It's the same situation as people like looking at YouTube uh, headlines, like titles, and being like, "Well, I'm not going to watch your video. I just have an opinion on what you wrote for the headline." Yeah, and that's here's a, here's my stuff. I'm just going to put that out oh, oh, the internet. But that's my biggest <laughs> problem with clipbait is like that happens a lot. Yeah. 
yeah, but it's one of those things that even like people like you're talking about with you know actual senators talking about this. Wow, they're generating their own fucking clickbait because yeah. they didn't do their research. Sure, do your fucking research is the problem, and yeah. that's the bottom line here. Is Resident Evil Five racist because of where it takes place? Absolutely fucking no. not. No, stop thinking it is. Right, is you know this uh, something that they could probably handle in a better light going forward? I you know I can't disagree with that idea. Maybe they could. I, I don't know. Like, maybe there is a way that people could look at this without it not being more problematic, but I'm not exactly sure how we reach that point mm. where everybody can agree that this should be the way that it would be, like, in a more realistic, plausible scenario. I think, again, it comes down to the idea that Resident Evil 5, again, and 4, to the biggest degree, is where campiness starts taking place and things are more cartoonish by proxy of that and I think that might be one of the reasons why people might have been more pissed off at 5 is because again like it does take itself seriously at the very beginning of the game and then it just goes off the rails halfway through the game and becomes more campy and Hmm. I'm wondering if possibly if they lean more into the very serious aspect of all of this if it would paint a better picture of the series and again it's hard to say and I would actually like to see 4 do like actually take that more serious approach and it change five and it changed six and it changed the games that it needs to change going forward but we can keep games like seven and eight kind of where they are yeah and even they have their campy fun don't get me wrong but it still does have more of a serious tone in seven that i'm a big fan of until again halfway through the game it goes off the rails which i'm starting to notice a trend here so <laughs> i don't know maybe that's what four is going to do maybe they'll try to do the whole thing again where half through the game Game's very serious, has a very, you know, dark and sinister feel to it. And then the president's daughter gets introduced and then we're in happy, fun, wacky, whatever, you know, land of midget screaming at Leon while he flings knives across the room and gets in a knife fight with his old war buddy. I don't fucking know. At this point, I'm mostly just waiting to see what fans are going to think of 4 and what it's going to do to the series going forward. Because 3 was worth remaking, 2 was worth remaking. One is still one of the most influential games in like for the survival horror franchise, and four is one of the most influential games in terms of just action in gaming in general. Like we owe so much to four that it's not even funny. Yeah. So I don't see five having any merits of remastering. I don't see six having any merits of remastering. Oh, I can tell you right now, it'd be a cold day in hell before they remaster six. I'm yeah, sorry. I could see them remaking the games entirely. Starting from scratch and fixing all the problems with six. I mean, there are some neat bosses in six, but there's also just like that one part with that one, that boss virus where he's like, his skin is becoming all cube like and he's transforming into different things. I'm just like, I just feel like like a lot of companies seem to want to do remasters of games that have come out like three years ago, like the whole talk of Horizon Zero Dawn getting a remaster already. There's not a more forced fucking (laughs) franchise in this world than fucking Horizon Zero Dawn, than possibly Call of Duty, but... Really? I generally like the... I, I, I didn't play much of it. Like... Zero Dawn. I didn't play a lot of it. What fucking identity does this series have? It, it kind of reminded me of like a God of War meets um, uh, Phoenix um, Phoenix Rising. Is that the name of it? Kind of like a blend between those two games. Okay. You've played Horizon Zero Dawn, I right? love Horizon Zero Dawn. I, I never played more than like, I think I put five and a half, six hours into that game. And I have not touched Forbidden West yet. I uh, I, I generally like those games. I just like, my thing is about those two, those two games is like they both got their thunder just taken away and overlooked because of, you know, Breath of the Wild. Elden Ring. And then Elden Ring. <laughs> yeah. 
Right, and to an extent, I understand that. And I'm going to piss off a lot of fans by saying this, but I'm just saying, you know, I get that these games are good, but, like, there's a reason why the Thunder was stolen from them. There were better games out there. Yeah. I, there's something wrong with that picture. It's not that Horizon Zero Dawn was just the best games ever made and then nobody fucking paid attention to them. There's a big fucking reason the games just don't carry the identity that other games do. And I just right. think that looking at it from a glance, it's like, what am I fucking caring about here? Like, there's, I, I can't see anything of this series that just grabs people's attention. Kratos is a striking character. Link is a striking character. The whole atmosphere of Bloodborne and the Soulsborne series are striking. Yep. Horizon Zero Dawn to me just like it's a sci-fi looking game with medieval style whatever the fuck thrown in. Like I no, it's robot dinosaurs. Yeah, it's robot dinosaurs. Like <laughs> yeah. what am I really looking at here? That's like that fucking interesting. Right. Like I need to stop everything I'm doing and play this game. And I think that's what Horizon Zero Dawn has not going for it. Again, I'm going to get skewered at the stakes here by fans of the series because I know people who are fucking fans of that series are fanatical about that series. Really? Oh, yes. Horizon Zero Dawn has some of the loudest fucking fans out there. I didn't there. know that. Probably louder than some of the Last of Us 2 fans. Because, like, all I ever hear is um, Forbidden West was supposedly... Some people say it was better, but then most people that I've been hearing on podcasts are like, yeah, I played Horizon Forbidden West and got bored with it about halfway through. Yeah, I was an idiot and did too many of the, the side quests. That was my problem. Yeah. I did so many side quests. I never and I was it. like, I got more better weapons and stuff like that. But at the same time, I'm kind of like burnt out situation, which yeah. sucks. So, again, it's one of those things. That, I don't know, like. Horizon Zero, like, why re-fucking master it? The Last of Us 2, I can understand why they're remastering it, because Naughty Dog's just shit at this point, and they need to just fuck off and go under two, honestly. If you're not going to remake anything worth remaking, or if you're not going to make anything new worth making, then just fuck off and stop making shit. <laughs> that said, we're going to talk about that game in about a month. Because <laughs> I, I, oh, I, right, I bought yeah. the, the, the remaster on PC. Last of Us Part 1 uh, on PC. I, I want to play it. I never played the game before. Again, I really hope it's just a straight remaster and they don't change anything about it mm. like and this is part one not part two again i will give credit where credit is due to the original last of us because i think the original last of us has some really fucking genuinely good moments to it mm. unfortunately again last of us 2 kind of showed that they didn't fucking give a fuck about the ending of last of us part one which really fucking pisses me off because i think the last of Us part one actually has a really good ambiguous ending to it where it's up to the interpretation of players and then they just said nah fuck that and whatever so yeah I'm not going to go into that so I'm hoping yeah. they don't fucking change anything about it and I kind of wish that it would just be seen in its own vacuum without the second game existing sure I think that's where the game needs to be does it need to be fucking remastered at this point fuck no it really goddamn doesn't it's it's still fine. The ga the original game looks perfectly fine. Mm. They literally have nothing better to do with their time right now. They they can't make a third game because why they, would you? They put themselves in such a bad hole, in my opinion, for how The Last of Us Part Two ended. That like, can you do another story with Ellie? And that's like that's no. and I. I I, I agree with Andrew. I don't think you can. They literally fucking butchered this character and the whole fucking story of Last of Us Part 2. Just at this point, you'd have to start. I hate playing as Abby. I generally am worried. I don't. I am not looking forward to season two if Abby's in season two of The Last of Us because I hate her as a character. I generally do. I don't know. That just made me think of an article that I read where it was either an article or a tweet. But somebody was saying that the creator of the last of us television series has come out and said ha ha i've tricked you all into watching a gay love story 
He specifically called out all the fans to that show and said, I have successfully tricked my viewer base into watching a gay love story because two episodes now have revolved around like gay characters apparently in that show. Ellie is gay. I, I don't know. I, I stopped watching after that. Isn't last... she also under the age of 18? Yes. Yes. Wow. That's not fucking creepy at all. Well, don't worry. The actress is 19. Wow, that's oh, still know. not fucking creepy at all. How old is she in that show? 12? She's supposed to be like 14 or something Thir- like that. Okay. Yeah, that's not fucking creepy at all. Yeah. Oh, and by the way, the two gay characters that were male you killed off. So, you know, go fuck yourself. You're still not a good writer. Yeah, and apparently, apparently after that episode, there's another gay episode. I don't know. I haven't watched. Oh, no, it's the one with Allie with that one girl. Like, it's that one. Um, what's that one mission that you is the, the DLC that came out for The Last of Us Part One? I never played it's it. It's that one where you like you learn the, the fate of how she got bit and everything. Uh, yeah. Uh, so, I mean, I and again, um, what's his face? Oh, God, I can't think of his name right now. The, Pedro Pascal. No, 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 no. The one who was the prepper. Oh, my God. Oh, uh, his name is Bill. Bill's here. I don't remember. You know what I'm talking about. I, the, the beard dude. Yeah, the, the beard dude. The I'm having a massive brain fart. Yeah. I liked his character in The Last of Us Part 1. I think they made him an awesome prepper and then kind of like dragged a story on. Hmm. Where it became, congratulations, assisted suicide. And I was like, okay. Yeah. You, we could have had something cooler, a nice, a better send off, but I guess assisted suicide it is. Yep. <laughs> Like, what, so what else uh, we got coming out? Uh, Jedi Survivor at the no, not the end of this month. They pushed it back to April now, right? Yes, they did. Oh, I also caved in and I got the Switch. Um, it was dirt cheap on sale, so I bought it. Um, I got the, the Switch. No, 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 Jedi Outcast too. Oh, and then Jedi Academy. Yeah, I had for the both. Switch, I, I had that. I was like a yeah. physical copy, so I jumped on that. Yeah, I, I bought those. Just for the hell of it. I'm also getting the Clone Commando one and the Pod Racer one too for the Switch. I did not buy those. I love Clone, um, Clone Commando. I do have that remaster for the Metroid, but I have not touched it yet. Dude, I kind of was like, I, I was kind of like looking myself like, I was like, man, I was like, I don't know if I can spend sixty dollars. My friend goes, it's forty dollars, and I just yeah. did this. I was like, wait, wait, what? It's forty dollars. I'm like, are you sure? It's, this is Nintendo we're speaking of. Like, this is good. Nit- I just haven't had time to play it. I'm like, like this is I Nintendo know. though. Like, that's not my thing. Like, like forty dollars. I'm like, actually, kind of shocked and surprised that it's forty dollars. Again, I hope they're hyping the fuck out of Metroid Prime Four because I think it's going to be great. They're not really. I don't see any commercial ads. Nothing. Nope. They're going radio silent, and I think that's the, for the best. I think they have something big planned, and we'll see what it is. So I'm. Holding- Did you hear about the Nintendo Switch Two leaks? That were all over that were being like taken down by Nintendo like crazy. Let's face it, we know that a Nintendo Switch 2 is coming out at this point, and it's one of the reasons why I haven't really been buying too many Switch games lately because the Switch is going on what seven years now? Yep, yeah, about. I'm not surprised if they're gonna come out with a new Switch. I think it does need to kind of happen. It's just that how much more powerful is this going to be than the Switch 1? And all that jazz. Is this going to be like a minor upgrade like the 3DS was, you know, to the, you know, 2DS? Yeah. Like, how big of a jump are we talking here? Right. I would like to see this go big. I'd like to see this obviously have full backwards compatibility with the Switch. And I'd like to basically just see this be a a, a port, a Switch 1.5, but better. Like, it doesn't need to be its new system. Maybe they could call it like a Switch Switch or something. I don't know. Like, (laughs) pre order the Switch Switch. The double Switch. They'll call it the double Switch. Yeah. That rolls off the tongue. Well, they, yeah, it, it, that's actually great because double switch DS. It'll be the Switch DS. Yeah, sure. Nailed it. Yeah. Nailed it. Package. I can't it. wait for like the Nintendo ship police it. just to break through the window. Like, how did you know? How yeah. did you know? Right. No, it would actually it would be ninjas. I apologize. I mean, if they could it's, if they could properly optimize all of their games, I would be happy not even upgrading my Switch. 
I'd go I, out right I, now and buy a Switch OLED. I will say this right now. If you take the time and you are smart with the, with, with the material you have, you can make an amazing game. Again, I don't care what anyone says. Freaking um, Tears of the Kingdom is probably going to look beautiful as hell. And Breath of Wild, again, that came out six years ago. That game still, still looks, looks great. amazing. Still looks there, amazing. Well, there was, a, there was a YouTube video I was watching earlier this week saying that some update that they did to Pokemon Scarlet and Violet actually made it run worse on the Switch? No way. Like Wait, apparent, you're apparent, shitting me. Yeah. Apparent. I wouldn't be surprised. It's one of those things I don't understand why there's such a huge fucking quality control issue at Nintendo. Like, even talking about Pokemon, I've been playing Pokemon Unite with a lot of my friends. Mm. That game just is hot fucking ass in terms of how it runs in its menus. Its menus are bad. We're talking like five to like eight second freezes in their menus. That's messed up. It's ridiculous. And it's like, how are your menus this bad? How are you fucking up this badly with Pokemon? You are the top grossing IP of all time. There's literally nothing that makes more money than you. How is the quality control here? So shit. And then you look over at something like Zelda and it's flawless yeah. for the most part like it's literally one of the most have you seen the videos where people are playing zelda at 60 frames a second on pc breath no. of the wild god that probably looks great yeah yeah they, they it's like 4k 60 frames a second holy fuck that must be gorgeous uh-huh. but yeah it's still one of those things that like i just don't understand how the fuck that like you have zelda which you know again working on the switch as well as it does and it's still one of the best looking games in terms of like what how it's styled yeah. and just in terms of the quality of the game, and then you have something like Pokemon Unite and then Pokemon Scarlet and Violet, which again, I notice a trend with Pokemon games having really bad fucking quality because people get thrown so much money they don't know what to do with it and they just don't do anything with it. But again, it's just interesting to me that like this is a consistent fucking issue. So yeah, and you're not supposed to go backwards with patches. It's not supposed to get worse. Worse, yeah. I don't know. Scarlet and Violet still kind of rub me the wrong way, but I'm kind of sad to see that it is getting more attention but it's like not helping the game they've already announced the new island which i'm super hyped about i am gonna play that but like man i don't know i'm gonna see the same issues that i had with fucking sword and shield when it had its dlc which is like cool you released this new content and you're already over leveled as fuck for the content so you already trivialized the content Mm. what's the fucking point people are gonna be fucking going into this with level 100s and max fucking evs and ivs and like none of the content's gonna be challenging what's so fucking ever like What's the fucking point? Like, I don't know. We'll see. Have we'll they see. ever had a Pokemon game that comes with a new new game plus? I don't know if the Pokemon Mystery Dungeons games do. That's like the black only one. Black and white. Like... Yes, actually, Black and White has a new game plus. Oh really? You beat, you beat the game normally, and then you unlock Easy Mode. What the? That's backwards. When you want to get stronger? Shut the fuck up. <laughs> Don't ask me why they did that, but yeah, they did that. You, you, you can unlock a hard mode, and you can unlock easy difficulty mm. after beating the game on normal difficulty. What the fuck? Why? Like, wow, that was a... <laughs> I, I'm just thinking, like, I've been listening to a lot of Elden Ring stuff lately, and apparently Elden Ring has seven new game pluses. Like, seven tiers of new game plus. Yeah, that sounds about right. <laughs> like, Fucking that's insane. Demon Souls had that, too. I did not know that. Yeah, Demon Souls has a lot of new game plus features to it as well. Huh. So, yeah, it's kind of one of those things of, like, I don't know, like, Pokemon, get your shit together. Stop making, let, stop letting Game Freak make these games again. Fuck off with Game Freak. They, yeah. But then again, I don't know. At this point, I don't know who the fuck you can give Pokemon to because it seems like every fucking studio. Well, then again, we also gave Unite to Tencent, and Tencent is... We won't go into that. Um, yeah, I don't know. Pokemon just needs to be given something. A little bit of kick in the ass, I think, honestly. Nintendo should take back their fucking IP from the Pokemon company and be like, yeah, hey, 
Hey, we're gonna. So now I got, I got, I might just hop back on online and play that again and just see if there is major problems right now. I'm not gonna touch it. I can't raid my switch. I don't know if it's a problem with my switch, physically, or if it is just Scarlet and Violet being buggy. But I couldn't raid with my friends. It always DC'd me during the menus and during fights, so I just kind of. That's happening right now with my friend on the new Lightfall for the PC side. I don't know what's going on. He cannot play for more than 30 minutes and then it just crashes and kicks him out. Yeah, all of my Unite matches, every other Unite match I have literally at the very beginning of a match is a one minute DC. Yeah. Every time. It's like almost consistently there. And then I just sit around waiting for the game to reconnect for one minute. I don't know if it's just internet issues or if it's a Switch issue. No fucking clue. So at this point, eh, I don't know. Interesting. I'm looking forward to them releasing more games on the virtual console for the Nintendo and the Game Boy Advance. That's all I want. I've been playing Mario and Luigi Superstar Saga again. I'm happy about that. I've been playing Link's Awakening again for free. That's been awesome. I'm happy about that. Uh, that's all I got. Me too. Yeah, I don't really have anything new at all this week. Yeah. I, I, I've, been, I've been actually sick for like half the week, so it's like, yeah, I haven't played much. I'm, I'm still slogging through Hogwarts Legacy. That's basically going to be the majority of my gameplay time until uh, Jedi Survivor comes out. Hmm. Oh, or Last of Us. I might jump into Last of Us as soon as it releases because I did pre-order it. So we'll, we'll we'll see what happens. So what's taking us out this week? Um, I would really like some something from Destiny since the Lightfall situation happened. If we can get something from Destiny, if that's not a problem or not. Uh, I don't have any idea. In okay. terms of, I don't know what Destiny music is, so I don't. It's have... like the course music, for, like from Halo style. Andrew, you do something. Take us away. Uh. Uh, fuck, what video game music have I been listening to? Okay, YouTube, you're gonna be. I'm gonna just bring up YouTube. I'm gonna bring it, I'm gonna bring it up. I thought he was gonna yell something like Kamehameha or whatever. Me too. No, okay, it's Final Fantasy 14, Luminous, Final Fantasy 7. I'm just seeing what my, my playlist is gonna suggest to me. Hmm. We'll go with that. Actually, we talked about Resident Evil. Let's do something for Resident Evil. Do something for Resident Evil. Yeah, make it spooky. End it on a spooky note. Spoopy. Spoopy? <laughs> Very spoopy. Spoopy. You say you say do something spooky, and then I'm just thinking Elden Ring's stupid uh, messages that they have, like, from the users. From the director's cut of Resident <laughs> Evil 1 taking us out is the basement theme. Basement from Resident Evil 1? Yeah. That's the name of the podcast, From the Basement. From the Basement. <laughs> from the Basement. I like it. Yeah. All right. Bye. Bye-byes. Look, um, no refunds, okay? <laughs>